0: All right, we are back on the game. It's hour number two, the game after work. It's the final live hour of the week. Mitch Fortner, David G. Travion Berklin, who's wearing a Foo Fighters shirt. I've not seen that shirt before. It's got a big lion on it. Nice. saw the Foo Fighters once. Sorry about that, Deej. Where'd you see them at? Uh, Azura Amphitheater. Ah, Monter Springs, a.k.a. Sandstone. Right on. It's a great show. Uh, the Big 12 announcing earlier today... That they have announced a collaboration with the WWE. Wait a minute. What's that mean? Uh, that means at WrestleMania, Chris Kleiman and <laughs> Lance Leipold will challenge for the SmackDown Tag Team <laughs> Championships in Philly on night one. Yes. Yes. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. And uh, Bill Self will be in a ladder match. Or a money on money on a pole match. <laughs> He'll win. The loser of the match suspended for the postseason
1: <laughs> and two scholarships. Yeah, did, to, and <laughs> lose two scholarships. That's right.
0: Uh, so here's the details: The Big Twelve uh, teaming up with the WWE for the upcoming Big Twelve Championship game on Saturday, December second in Arlington. Through this partnership, the Big Twelve and WWE will introduce a custom-made championship title belt. Uh, For the uh, most outstanding player in the game. Wow. So it'll be the MVP award uh, presented on field at the conclusion of the game by a WWE superstar. Whoa. And additionally, a co-branded WWE and Big 12 logo will be featured throughout the venue and on the field. How about that? The the, the, the WWE logo will be on the field. For the Big 12 championship. (laughs) Listen, I haven't watched really WWE in a while. uh, I'll still watch the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Those are the big events of the year. But I'm an AEW guy now. Sure. I feel like back-to-back days, my life has just crumbled because of the Big 12. K-State was the tie-breaking favorite if there was a three-way tie to go to the title game. (sighs) And now... The Big 12 is teaming up with my favorite company's rival. Oh, geez. What are you doing What are you to me? doing, Big 12? I got a championship belt in my office. The real deal, early 90s championship belt. Mitch,
1: dude, you, what is going well,
0: on? K-State was meant to go to this game and for Will Howard to win a championship belt. I hear you. And to slap that puppy on, Roger style. And I would have reached out to Wildcat NIL and asked, like, hey, is there any way I could give some money so I can wear that belt? <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just I want, want to wear it. Yeah, I just want to the belt. I want to see how heavy it is. Is it the real deal? Or is it just like a replica, you know, it's, not made from the same material? Come on. It's going to be the real deal. All right. It's Thursday. That means we are now joined by former K-State wide receiver Curry Sexton. Curry, you were a— uh, 90s grade school kid like me did you ever watch wrestling growing up
2: you know i really didn't i really didn't i i you know i knew enough about it you know i was a bunch of my friends watched it and always knew about stone cold and the undertaker (laughs) and and john cena and all these different guys but i never got into it
0: i may have asked you that before that sounds like a familiar answer so question number one we got to talk about the what you know the the decision by the Big Twelve to change I'm calling it a change they're calling it a clarify of the tiebreaker rule if there's a multi team tie, K State had the tiebreaker because there wasn't a true round robin so you then went to the tiebreaker number two and that was record against the next highest ranked common opponent which K State potentially can go three and zero against the three common opponents between the Cats Pokes, and Sooners. But the Big 12 comes out super sketchy. doesn't even send a press release to all the Big 12 media, just particular people to leak it out there because uh, they know that these particular people in the media will play ball with the Big 12. How do you feel about the way, as a lawyer, speak as a lawyer here, how do you feel about how the Big 12 handled all of this? Well, I think,
2: you know, I, I look at it in, in several different ways. I think, first and foremost, the way that they've, the way that they've handled it has just been has just been horrible from a PR perspective. And I, I think to to this date, Brett Yormark has done a really fine job. He's made some really strong moves to the Big Twelve, some some sort of different, sort of unique strategic partnerships like the WWE that you were just talking about has done a nice job of elevating the conference uh, despite the the, the, the soon uh, the, the the nearing exit from Oklahoma and Texas. But but for them to for them to do what they've done and not own it is just is, is really is really unfortunate so i think you know first off i've just been really disappointed with their lack of accountability i think second um it's number two and number three kind of go hand in hand i i think i i get it i mean i i think if you know this is if i was oklahoma state and i had beaten the two teams that i was tied with i'd be furious if i if i got beat out on a, on a technicality um so i get that and in, 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 this exact instance if, if things were to play out you know if the favorites were to win the next two games and, and there were to be a three-way tie with us OU and LSU I get it but at the end of the day that rule is very very clear it is I mean there there's no doubt in my mind right there's really not it really can't be in good faith argued that that rule made very clear that if there was a tie break. And the teams all hadn't played each other. That you move to step two, and step two talks about the scenario that you just mentioned about records first common opponent. It is it, there is no there is no ambiguity to that to that rule at all. So for them to keep trying to push Brett McMurphy and Barry Trammell and these different people to argue that it's a clarification and not a change, it, it's just not believable, and it's really causing them to lose a lot of credibility. So um, you know, I, I told somebody the other day, I said, no lawyer on this planet could make a, could make a tolerable argument that this is a rule clarification instead of a rule change, and so I, I just think it's absurd, especially when you look across the country and you see that there there are conferences who have both rules. There are conferences like the AAC who have who have the same rule that we do, but they add a qualifier that says that if all that if one team has beaten the other two teams that they're in a tiebreak with that they go that they advance, so there are examples out there. That, that accomplish what now the Big 12 is trying to accomplish, and then there are conferences like the ACC and the Pac-12 who have the exact same rule that we do. And so whether in a vacuum this is a bad rule or not, it's clear that the Big 12 is trying to align themselves with the Pac-12 and the ACC, and and the rule that they created just so happened to play out in a way that it was maybe going to lead the team that probably should have gone to the Big 12 championship out. So. Just a nightmare scenario, and the Big 12 has not done themselves any favors with the way they've handled it.
0: Yeah, and it stinks that it comes you know, when it goes through, and there really was an official announcement, again, just sending it out to certain members of the media and then and just let them put it out there. Um, it was 17 days before the Big 12 championship game. I think that's also just a real kick in the pants and a bad look for the Big 12. In, in a divisionless conference, where you don't have a round robin, does that rule or like the amendment to the rule, the clarification or the new rule change, whatever you want to call it? I mean, it, it, does that make sense to you to have that kind of rule when not everybody's playing everybody? Because it doesn't seem fair to me w- when, like, a team like K State didn't play everybody.
2: Yeah, I, again, I think it depends on the scenario. I mean, I okay. think you know, I think this happened last year in the in the Pac twelve where you had a you had a three way tie. And not every team played each other. And so the rule that, that, that the Pac 12 and that the Big 12 hasn't played, it, it played out perfectly. But let's say K State did play Oklahoma and we beat Oklahoma. Even then, we're one and one against the, the teams that we were in a three way tiebreak with. Oh, you know, and then, and, and OU's 0 to, to and 2, and OSU's still 2 and 0, which K State could not have accomplished because we would have lost to Oklahoma State. So I think, again, I think that the way it's played out, I think it's I, 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 I totally understand why it makes sense for OSU to win that tiebreak when they beat the two teams they're in tiebreak with, but it's not what the rule says, and, and for them to change the, and for them to midweek, change the rule, not announce it themselves seventeen days before the big 12 championship game is is it, just absurd. I mean, I don't know that I've seen anything like it, and I really am now hoping that something will happen where the, the, you know the Texas gets beat by Iowa State. And, and all of this discussion goes out the window uh, because the Big 12 will just have, will, will have a massive amount of egg on their face with, you know by the way they've handled this and, and, and it not. The, the scenario that they were trying to, to affect would, won't, won't actually go into effect.
0: Former I'm hoping
2: for a little bit of chaos.
0: Yes, yeah, no doubt about it. Now you need teams to lose if you're K-State. Curry Sexton, former K-State wide receiver, joining us. Um, let's take a look at KU now. Uh, news earlier today Jalen Daniels announced that he's returning for another year at k u Did that surprise you? Were you like us here on the show that thought that his k u career was done
2: yeah yeah i mean I really thought that Jalen Daniels would be playing in a different uniform next year and i 'm still and i still i still don't i'm not ruling it out um, uh, that, ruling it out that he leaves uh, i mean that was a video that was that was produced by a group who he has an NIL partnership with, and the partnership, you know, requires him to engage in some media type activations. Um, you know, as you see, he's not wearing in the video; he's not wearing a single piece of KU attire. Uh, just all JD six attire. And other than saying rock chalk at the end, there's not really any. I mean, it's not really the strongest commitment to coming back to the University of Kansas. So, I think some of it is, is strategic. It's them trying to shut up all the noise but I, I I still think there's some stuff going on behind the scenes there. and And it, I'm not ruling out the possibility of him going and playing elsewhere next year, despite the video.
0: Questionable PR moves have been the subject of this interview with Curry Sexton so far. your <laughs> your, your brother, your brother Colin, who's an associate a d at k u, put this out on Twitter earlier today. So I'd love to get your answer to wasn't necessarily formed as a question, but he was asking, Meant for KU fans, but a lot of K State fans chimed in. Of what's your ultimate lasting memory of the 101 year history of the booth? What's your favorite memory?
2: It's a good question. Uh, I mean, the easy answer would just be to say all the drubbings that we've <laughs> given them over over my lifetime in, in Lawrence. You know, I'll say this. I'll go outside the box. I I can I can't remember what year it was. It was it was sometime in the 90s. I I, I can't remember. It was it was. Later in the '90s, I was probably—I was born in '91. I was probably six, seven, eight years old. Probably six or seven years old, and we went to a game in Lawrence, the game where we where we absolutely destroyed them—the the seventy to zero, or whatever, sixty-six to zero, whatever the score was. Pouring rain, um, or at least we drove back in pouring rain. But that 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 was one of the you know one of my favorite memories from from playing KU in football as a kid. And so I'm going to go. I'm going to dig way back, way back and and say that's my favorite memory. Obviously, I have a lot of good, you know, I have two. I played there twice, and both times I got to rest in the fourth, I guess my freshman year I was I was a role player, so I didn't get a rest. But junior year, we were resting early against them. And so I think just the the, the dominance that we've had um, over the course of the last 30 years is, is what, what I remember about the booth.
0: Well, this is only just the second ranked meeting all the time between K-State and KU, KU, first one since 1995, so this is a big one. I mean, KU will be motivated. They're much more improved, and we saw that coming with uh, the trajectory of Lance Leipold. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be, but just as a fan, I want to know your feelings on the game. I said earlier that, honestly, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, I'm still – Nervous about this game because of the improvement of k u where do you where do you stand right now on your feelings about the game?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think it's you know I was nervous about last year's game just because that was a more capable k u team and 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 obviously they put up a decent fight, but we still won fairly handily. Um, and this this year they're even more improved. So I, I think this is the first time since you know this, this is the first time since the Prince days where I've where I've been legitimately nervous about a KUK State football game. Um, and I think that that speaks to the, the improvements that they've made in a short time under Coach Leipold. And with that being said, I, I you know some of the injuries that they're dealing with and the way that we've been playing and the way that we typically play in Lawrence, I, I still feel good about it. I still think the Cats go down to Lawrence and take care of business. Um, I, I was telling somebody the other day, it seems like over the course of the last five, six years, and maybe you know, dating back to late tonight or 2.0, we we've, we've seem to play better in Lawrence than we do in, in, in Manhattan in some, in some ways. Um, so I think the guys go down there, I think they're going to be super focused, and I think they're going to put on a good performance.
0: Well, Curry, to wrap up, let's once again talk about Wildcat NIL. And there was a big announcement earlier today with Wildcat NIL partnering with Legends of Kansas. So I'd love to know all the details about this.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So this is actually my brother's uh, – this is his brainchild. So he, he he and I started kicking this idea around back in probably June. Uh, originally, the, Originally the thought was that we were going to do this event tonight. We are going to do this event Thursday night before the K-State KU football game, the feed-off of the rivalry. For, for obvious reasons, that got shot down. Um, and so we, we, we refocused. And, and now you know, the idea is that we are going to have it the night before the second K-State KU basketball game, the basketball game that we played in Lawrence. And so, you know, obviously, it, it, as, we, as we try to you know, stay competitive and drive NIL dollars to, to our student-athletes, we're always looking for strategic ways to do that. Um, and so I think, you know, this is going to be a really cool event where we're hoping to have, you know, 50 to 75 guests in attendance from each side. So 50 to 75 K-Staters, 50 to 75 KU people. Um, and we're going to have, you know, it's going to be a nice evening. We're going to have, obviously, a multiple course dinner. We're going to have live music. We're going to have a cocktail hour, social hour. And then we're going to have Mitch Holpus moderating a, a, what should be a really a really unique discussion between Lance Leipold and Chris Kleiman, who are friends who get along very very well but I think we'll get to see some we'll get a behind the scenes look into those two in their programs and so just a unique access type experience for our fans and obviously the price tag is fairly high so so um, you know this this event may be more targeted to some of our more High net worth fans, but the idea is, we hope that in one evening we can we can raise a couple hundred thousand dollars for our football programs. Nil.
0: Yeah, that would be incredible. Now, K State and QU are obviously rivals. Uh, have you seen many nil collectives of rivals teaming up to do things like this?
2: No, no. I think I think you know we, we we've been referring to it as unprecedented. I think, in at least in terms of this type of event, I think it absolutely is. Um, you know, we've we've seen some different NIL collectives put on like tailgates at at, at football games when they're playing each other. Um, but nothing like this and, and I, I think it so I think it's gonna be great. And you know, one thing about it is we have there are a lot of businesses in the Topeka, Lawrence, Kansas City areas that have that, that are that have ownership um of you know, K State K U ownership. And so this is, the t- this is an event where, like our title sponsor, for instance, is Mammoth Sports Construction. And Mammoth Sports Construction, the guys who own it, are KU people, but they do a ton of business at K-State. And so this is an event where they can support the NIL of both K-State and KU and, and, and maybe not have to just, you know, outwardly throw their support one way or, in- or just one way or the other. So there's so there's some strategic thought that goes into it too. I mean, there's a number of businesses that we think are going to dive in, and they're going to have people sitting at one table that are going to be half red and half purple. Mm-hmm. Um, so so there's a lot of upside here. We're really really excited about it, and think that it's going to be some you know it's going to be really positive for both schools.
0: Well, as Curry as always appreciate it. I want to thank you again for your opinions and your expertise, and also helping out and uh, promoting Wildcat NIL and doing a great job of raising funds to help out uh, student-athletes through name, image, and likeness. So, Curry, once again, greatly appreciate your time, and we'll talk again next week.
2: Thanks, Mitch.
0: It's former K-State wide receiver Curry Sexton here on the game. We'll take another break, and when we come back, prediction time, Mitch in Vegas, after these words. Well, before we get to the picks, how about uh, the breaking news about Snoop Dogg, WWE Hall of Famer? What, you, what happened? What'd he do? Announcing that he is going to quit smoking. <laughs> the- I don't I don't know if I believe that.
1: No, I think he's done this a few times. I'm pretty sure he said that
0: a few times.
1: Nah, it's, I'll believe it when I see it.
0: I mean, if you would have asked me what would surprise me more, Snoop Dogg quitting the smoke or uh, Jalen Daniels returning for another year at KU. (laughs) I'm going to go Snoop Dogg. I'm going to go Snoop Dogg. I saw a pretty funny comment that someone was like, his lungs have to be
1: raisins at this point. (laughs) It's like his body's basically begging him, please stop.
0: I mean, he is a chain smoker, but it's not cigarettes. It's marijuana, right? Yeah. Maybe this means he's just gonna go to edibles or vaping, or <laughs> I mean, the, he's not gonna stop with the marijuana. It's just now we're gonna go to a different form. Let's <laughs> let's make let's make that quite clear. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Let's step into the casino. Let's make some picks. Let's get the updated standings here first. Uh, Deej and I, we did it again. We went two and four, bud. Ah, uh, Troy and the people go four and two, so he has extended his. Actually, they're tied. Right, the people and Troy tied at forty four and twenty six. I am 12 games back at 32 and 38. Deej, 27 and 43. You're uh, 17 uh,
1: back. Uh, uh, you know what? I want to recount. I-
0: Plenty of time, guys. Plenty of time to make comebacks. Troy's not here, so he gave me his picks ahead of time. Um, so let's uh, let's go ahead and get to that right now. Game number one, as we always do, we kick it off with the Cats. are visiting the Kansas Jayhawks. Six o'clock kickoff on Saturday night at a sold-out... David Booth, uh, wicker basket, or at least it's going to be that way. It's going to be a chewed up wicker basket when they go through the renovations. Um, K State a six, I make that a seven and a half point favorite. I imagine what the people will go before even looking at it, but I'm going to look at it right now. Cats by ninety three and a half percent. We're picking these games by the Vegas line, seven and a half point favorite. People go K State. Troy will go Cats. DG, this is your turn.
1: Okay, I am going K State laying points on the road. We're gonna take them down by ten. So K State.
0: I have K State just barely covering as well. So we're gonna go Cats across the board. Nobody's saving the graphic here, but I, I right now my prediction is about thirty-one mm-hmm. twenty-three. Um, you know, it's it, that's a cautiously optimistic, I think, a, a type of uh, project or per. Prediction. I mm-hmm. can spit out the words. Mm-hmm. All right. So the Cats, Jayhawks, out of the way. Best of luck in Lawrence. Game two. Well, we go to the SEC. Number one Georgia still undefeated. They got that number one spot back in the college football playoff poll. They're going to be on the road though. They're heading to Neyland Stadium, Old Rocky Top, to face number eighteen Tennessee. The people. We'll go Georgia. Mm-hmm. Troy likes Georgia as well. Deej, are you going to go 3-for-3 three three on UGA?
1: I'm going to take them, too, giving up 10. Tennessee's tough, but I do think there's just that separation. Georgia will cover 10 points.
0: I should probably be different here, but I don't know if I can yeah, because I am one. leading Georgia. Tennessee has a pretty good pass rush. Their, defense, their defensive... Uh, Defense against the run has been really good this year. Other than Cody Schrader ran all over Tennessee the other day. Maybe that hurt Tennessee's feelings. Georgia <laughs> by ten, sure. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Georgia. I'm gonna go Bulldogs. I don't have the guts right now to be different. Yeah, may go a little bit different on this one. Let's see. I think this one will get a little bit mixed up on the picks here. Game number three: UCF and Texas Tech in Lubbock. The winner of this game will become bowl eligible. Texas Tech favored by three points. This is a four o'clock game on FS2. I think I brought this question up earlier. Is it worse to play on FS2 or ESPN Plus as a Big 12 college football game? (laughs) FS2, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I I would say FS2 as well. Come on. Easier access to ESPN Plus, but I know uh, YouTube TV has has FS2. Uh, The people are going to go Texas Tech. Troy likes Tech as well. I don't like either one of these
1: teams. I think they're both not great. Um, Texas Tech, because I think UCF, they they got that win out of the way against Oklahoma State, and they're happy with it. So
0: they're going to fly out to Texas and lay an egg. We are going to be different. I'm going to take UCF nice. because, boy, you remember the last time a really electric running quarterback went into Lubbock and played Texas Tech? It was a true freshman by the name of Avery Johnson, and he scored five times. Uh-oh. I don't think I don't know if Tech got any better at stopping the quarterback run game. John Rice Plumley could have himself a big day, you know. So is R.J. Harvey, who ran for over 200 yards, I believe, against Oklahoma State. I, I can't double down on another team that has a good running back to beat UCF, even though it's a road game. I'm going to take the Knights. Nice to get it done in Lubbock. All right, game four. We're we're going to the Pack 12. This is the big one uh, when it comes to a top 15 matchup for the Pac-12. Number 5 Washington, who's undefeated, will visit number 11 Oregon State at 630 on ABC. The Beavers, believe it or not, at home will be a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Troy likes Washington. The people will go Washington as well.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead. Washington can score at will. Oregon State's the real deal, but I just think it's just too much. Washington... They're on a mission. They're going to get a win.
0: I haven't picked against Washington, I believe. I don't think I've – every time we've had Washington, I've, I've not picked against them. Michael Penix Jr., I think, is the second favorite right now to win the Heisman compared to Bo Nix um, of Oregon. And Washington is still undefeated. This is the big game for them on the road. It's not the longest road trip in the world. Corvallis, I don't know how crazy it is to play there. I wouldn't expect it to cra- – well, maybe it is these days, but they don't even have a- – I don't, I don't know if their stadium is their stadium done I think what road it road? is
1: is you go up there And it's almost like no one's there So you're like how do we you know what I mean You're just empty spaces
0: I've never been to a Pac-12 game well I've been to uh, I've been to Palo Alto I've been to a Stanford game But I've never been anywhere else I've never seen an environment In Pac-12 country I'm gonna go Washington I'm gonna take Washington to get it done And go to 11-0 and Two games left Big 10 action look out Winner becomes Bull eligible <laughs> Nebraska at Wisconsin. <sighs> I, I I know nothing about Wisconsin. I don't know one thing about them. Well, I can tell you this. They are favored at home at Camp Randall by four and a half. <sighs> People say Wisconsin. Troy will go Wisconsin as well. Okay. Four well, and a half point favorite for the Badgers.
1: <sighs> Let's go Badgers no matter what. I love you. I don't know anything about them.
0: And Nebraska, it's like, eh. I think I have to be different here. Even though I don't believe in Nebraska to get it done, they've lost two straight against teams they should have beat. Yeah, These are two teams that are much better on defense than they are on offense. This could be a low-scoring game. When I believe it's a low-scoring game, like it could be 17 to 14 or whatever. It's a a four-and-a-half-point line. I think I'm going to lean Nebraska here. Uh, I don't know if Nebraska wins, but... A tight game. Comes down to the wire. Wisconsin wins, but it's a tight game. I'm going to go Nebraska. All right, final game. This is the other big one in the Big 12 other than K-State-KU. Kicking off at 7 in Ames, Iowa, Cyclones will be hosting Texas. And Iowa State wants to be in the hunt just like everybody else, and they have a chance. A loss for Texas means K-State's right back in the conversation for the Big 12 championship game. So, Iowa State hosting Texas. Texas favored by seven and a half in Ames. People go Iowa State. Troy going Iowa State. The hook, man, is what scares <laughs> me. I'm going to lay the points on the road. Give me Texas wow. to get the win. I got to go Iowa State. You're going to be the one different the here, one but I got to go Iowa State because it's not easy for top 10 teams to go in Ames and win in November in an night game. I mean, no, it's it has is, is crushed the spirits of Oklahoma State fans twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it's happened to others, but. I think of Oklahoma State first. Uh, as a matter of fact, I do believe it happened to Texas one other time. But I'm going to take Iowa State. You know, uh, My biggest part about this, my biggest reason for this pick is Texas the last two games have choked in the second half. And they nearly lost. Um, and the last one, the last example was at TCU. And TCU is not as good as Iowa State. No. This is going to be a tougher game to go win for Texas. They got more pressure on themselves than Iowa State does. So I'm going to go Cyclones. I'm going to pick him to win plus. Or I'm going to go plus seven and a half. Maybe not money line, but plus seven and a half at the most. Texas wins by three points. Right on. At the most, Texas wins by three points. That's going to do it. That is Mitch in Vegas for week twelve of college football. When we come back, a number one song of the day after these words. Hi, Neach. Dude, right uh, what, is, uh,
1: what are things that were once popular to do but are now frowned upon? Um, like, for instance, you could say I, smoking cigarettes is something. Well, um, I
0: mean, like, well, smoking indoors. Uh-huh, big time. God, I remember. Smoking I, and non-smoking
1: sections. Remember those?
0: I remember specifically at the Pizza and Clay Center, we always asked for non smoking. Even though know, my mom was a smoker, she doesn't smoke anymore. But I grew up with around too many smokers. I was used to people smoking inside. Uh huh. But I was thrilled. I couldn't have been happier when that stuff was outlawed. You couldn't do it any longer. When they did it here in Manhattan, I was
1: so angry as a social smoker. I was so mad. And then uh, the, I spent like a few days in the bar and I was like, Okay, this is way better. <laughs> this is a thousand percent better. It's, it's... Go smoke outside. Travion? Do you... Yeah, this is a hard question to answer.
0: Yeah, I, everything's basically been the same. What since.
1: about pranks? Prank phone calls?
0: Never really prank phone called anybody.
1: Really? I nah. used to love it. Were those ever okay? Well, Though Okay, no. So, the PBS station um, down in uh, Wichita... They used to have a telethon, and I used to prank call them when they were live on the air. They'd pick up and be like, hello? And I'd be like, blah, 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 and hang up. <laughs> and so the, <laughs> they'd be on camera like, what in the... Head? And I <laughs> thought it was so funny.
0: Also, using a Chris Farley soundboard. Oh, yeah. Oh. Who, I, I remember trying to pull off the soundboard oh. uh, prank calls before. Richards, or uh, Yeah, Richard Simmons was a really oh, popular yeah, one. Is this...
1: Is this Glenn? <laughs> Just the best. The, the Chris Farley one is, is this Pat Giles? He has, like, we we found Pat Giles, like, Googled Pat Giles' phone number and called somebody in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Giles and used a soundboard on him, and they had no idea. It was awesome.
0: You unlocked a memory for me. I used to do that with a Michael Jackson soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> there, is, there is one. I remember, awesome. like, calling my dad with it, and he was ah! like... What?
1: Crushing bad (laughs) with it.
0: We got to balance the best stuff tomorrow. I'm taking the day off to go watch uh, some Wamigo football tomorrow night. For Trey, David G., I'm Mitch Fortner. Go Cats.